G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. An update today on some developments in Western Australia and the results of a judicial review focused on vaccine mandates. The challenge started with the case of a West Australian police officer, Ben Falconer, who challenged the WA vaccine mandates. Well, a follow-up today on the case in the Supreme Court in Western Australia that was seeking compensation for people who lost their jobs because of the vaccine mandates. Legal philosopher Augusto Zimmerman is Professor and Head of Law at Sheridan Institute of Higher Education in Perth, and we're also joined on the line today by Ben Falconer, who is speaking today only in the capacity as a private citizen, but he's been at the centre of all of this. Uh, Firstly, Augusto Zimmerman, welcome along to you. Thank you, Neil. It's a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, Ben Falconer, welcome along to you. Thank you for the opportunity. Augusto Zimmerman, if we're talking about what's happened, uh, the outcome of this judicial review, uh, vaccine mandates, uh, how do you uh, describe that in the in the terms that we might understand from the court? Yes, uh, uh, we have uh, these brave police officers um, uh, fighting for their rights uh, according to the common law uh, tradition that of having their bodily integrity respected. Uh, they didn't want to subject themselves to a mandatory vaccination. That was a decision made by the then police commissioner uh, forcing every single uh, police officer to be, uh, as I say, subject to this uh, compulsory measure. And they appealed from this, and, and there was a judicial review. And unfortunately, the decision made by the court was, uh, uh, by the measures, by the justice in particular, was very negative because uh, uh, it was decided that, uh, or determined that they uh, would uh, have to be vaccinated. As a result of this, it seems that the current police commissioner is uh, indeed taking measures to uh, fire these police officers. Uh, he, he, Ben Falconer, together with his colleagues, are now appealing uh, from this decision, and it should be very soon lodged in the Court of Appeal here in Western Australia. There is also a possibility that in the long term, uh, this uh, matter can be entertained by the High Court of Australia on the grounds of a successful special leave. So the court case, the judicial review, went against you, Ben Falconer. Give us some insights here, Ben, into your own story, the things that motivated you to actually take up this challenge because you were doing so like a test case. So for all the other police officers who lost their positions and still haven't regained those, even as we're on the tail end of COVID, give us your impressions of of your own motivations. Yeah, well, we began the action um, 
because I was, for a combination of reasons, I mean, initially I was concerned about the what the vaccine was, but my underlying concern was about the erosion of our fundamental human rights. So the my concerns go far wider than just uh, a, a small group of employees of one employer. We're, we're hoping to um, get a, a change or a review of the laws that allowed this to occur in the first place, hopefully see a correction uh, that will benefit all employees across all industries in WA. And Ben, it's not just police officers, uh, but there are people who are nurses and people who are in the uh, health sector. They are also uh, dealing with the same issues. And and uh, is it worse in WA than other states? Have you been hearing of relaxations in other states and teachers back to work, but maybe not in the health sector? Yeah, so the mandates against the uh, health sector, nurses and so on, are still in place. And that's uh, it's a real you know, there's a real staffing issue in that area, as well as uh, as well as my own uh, line of work. It's a real concern for those guys because there's there's more evidence coming out every day that, uh, just undermining the quote unquote safe and effectiveness of uh, the, these vaccines. Augusto Zimmerman, when it comes to the law, the courts. I mean, the court makes a decision like this. Uh, you can uh, you can grin and bear it, uh, or you can take things to a new level. Where do you go from here, having lost this Supreme Court uh, decision? Yeah, they they have to appeal first to the WA Court of Appeal against this uh, decision. And what really amazes me is the fact that uh, now uh, for the police force, uh, vaccine is not currently being uh, mandated, but the um, police commissioner uh, claims to have lost confidence in these um, police officers just because they uh, try to uphold the rule of law and fight for uh, common law rights and freedoms. So the police commissioner is, in my opinion, acting in a rather arbitrary fashion by dismissing police officers who refuse to be, as I said, subject to this uh, 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 coercion. And they are now, as a result, facing disciplinary action, uh, which is outrageous in my opinion. But now we have about 1,000 fewer police officers uh, in the police force in National Australia because they have themselves lost the confidence in the current uh, police commissioner in the previous one as well. You see that um, the current premier uh, of Western Australia appointed the police commissioner to be the governor, which basically sends you a very good sign that you are living under a police state here in Western Australia. So there's a thousand fewer police on the beat in Western Australia and uh, there are no vaccine mandates at the present time uh, that are governing who can go to work and who can't. So there ought to be a relaxation and and all of these men and women should have their jobs back. Is that the way you see it, Augusto? Yes, absolutely. And uh, Ben is is capable of uh, confirming this information. But the fact is that many elements within the police force were very unhappy and and unsatisfied to see uh, these sort of uh, measures being forced upon them. And they were basically tried uh, tried in the process. They basically tried to hold uh, what you would would call common law principles and, and principles that are concerning the protection of fundamental rights. I find that these uh, actions against these police officers really 
uh, a disgraceful thing because they uh, were basically acting as good police officers and trying to enforce the rule of law. Ben Falconer, uh, a thousand fewer police on the beat. Uh, One's mind might boggle at the cost of training and recruiting a thousand replacement officers when you've got perfectly well-trained and able officers to be at work. What are your thoughts about what's been happening? Yeah, the numbers, I don't have access to the precise numbers. So I think um, there's... Over, if I understand correctly, over about a three-year period, there's been a massive drive to uh, actually increase the total police numbers. They've recruited and trained about a thousand officers, but they've lost about in the vicinity of a thousand one hundred in that same time. So there's probably a hundred or perhaps two hundred less on the on the beats. But it, the attrition is uh, represents an erosion of experience because you can you can train an officer in, in six months, but that doesn't mean that they're going to operate with the same expertise that you might have from a, someone who's been in a job for five or ten years or the detectives and the leadership the, that have been leaving in that time. So it's a, there's a real real shame what's occurring. Mm. Augusto uh, Zeman... Can I say something about... Sure. This is important to what Ben is saying because... Uh, we, we know that in the past, uh, according to what I have obtained, the information that I have obtained, some police officers have faced a disciplinary action for breaching the criminal code. And um, in the process, they were also doing other things that were, uh, ethically speaking, controversial. And yet they were not sacked. They were not sacked. What happened to Ben and his colleagues is that they are being targeted for standing up for uh, the rule of law, for principles, uh, good principles. And in doing so, uh, Ben and and his uh, colleagues are not um, making a a sacrifice for nothing because for them the rule of law means that a person should not have uh, to be coerced and they should have to choose, not have to choose, but the same between having a job and being... uh, into into do something that they do not consent. Ben Falconer, uh, as you go through an appeal process now, how determined are you to take this all the way to uh, the end? Uh, could it go all the way to the High Court? Are you have do you have the resolve to take it all the way there? That's, the High Court is the is the destination that I want to get to. We the there is no if we must fight in their fight every possible argument in the judiciary because once it becomes apparent that there's no room there then you're left with very few other civil options um, other than outright civil disobedience Um, and it's very concerning so my ambition is to go to the highest court in the lands and to test every aspect. Ben a little more personal uh, how does this sort of process that you're going through uh, you don't have a job at present uh, perhaps even the likelihood that you might not be reinstated. What's this doing to your own family and uh, and your own mental health? How's that all getting affected? Look, it's been it's it's an adventure, uh, and it's been a very uh, obviously a highly stressful period. Um, the police officers, myself, we we stood down on pay. So, uh, but that. That's up in the air at the moment and may come to a rapid end and, and perhaps just a matter of weeks when they, uh, if they summons us before what's called an examination of our, of, you know, because they've charged us internally with not with not following these orders. So that, that process is underway as we speak. And it's 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 distressing because of, 
it could be the end for a 14-year career of mine, and uh, and I've got about 20 or 30 other colleagues which are in the same boat, and it's uh, it's a real sad time uh, because the colleagues that have joined me in this fight, um, I would argue, have got the the character and the moral fortitude that you'd want your police officers to have. The people that are aware of what individual liberties are and do have an awareness of how and when it's right to use force and when it's right to uh, you know take somebody's liberties under lawful process of arrest. And we, we share those concerns, and we're now out there fighting to see that these liberties are not abused by our state government. Well, it sounds you're on a precarious situation. Uh, you haven't lost your job yet. You're prepared to take this all the way to the High Court, but you could be sacked uh, even within weeks. Augusto, when you've got an officer like Ben Falconer going through a process like this, no doubt it's costly going through courts. How does it, who pays for this sort of thing? Well, it's a very important question. You know that some people in Australia, they end up not being able to uphold their rights and to fight for what is right and just because... They don't have the financial resources for that. Uh, To start an action, a legal action in Australia is very expensive. And uh, Ben Falconer and his colleagues desperately need the support of the community because they are fighting for their rights, ultimately, of the community in general. So I would uh, tell you that um, uh, it's important that Ben is uh, financially uh, supported and that we can have a fundraising uh, to support his cause. It seems that this is already taking place, and Ben Faulkner then will be able to explain how those who want to contribute for the cause of justice and human rights and the rule of law can help him. Ben, I think it would be better to tell me what uh, needs to be done. Ben, you'll be the spearhead of all of this, and as we're speculating there, a thousand officers are... in WA alone that might be very, very interested in the outcome here. How do people support you financially? Yeah, it is an entirely crowd-funded judicial review and legal process. We've got uh, several channels for supporters to to go to. You can go to either our Give, Send, Go or GoFundMe page. And if you search in WA Injection Mandates Judicial Challenge, you'll find uh, the pathways to to help support us and it's very much appreciated okay the gofundme page and listeners might know how to find that just google gofundme uh, the injection challenge and uh, you'll be able to connect with ben falconer Uh, to you ben and to you augusto zimmerman uh, thank you so much for taking some time to share these thoughts and an update with us today on 2020 thank you neil yeah thank you neil thank you very much Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.